Hello and welcome to World Shop, the extravaganza where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20-sided die. I am Jordan, and with me is... It feels forced when you've already said extravaganza in, a, in an intro that we threw out. Oh, Also, okay. I'm Cody. <laughs> hey, th- thank you for ruining that for me completely, Cody. I am actually quite upset. You're welcome. Sometimes <laughs> what I like to do is feel like the rhythm and energy that you're putting forward and then just try to undercut it as hard as I can right yeah, away. Yeah, you just completely undercut it. So, <laughs> Anyways... To the listeners, this is going to be like a week-by-week thing, but in actuality, we have not seen each other in three weeks. So how have you been? Um, well, oh, yeah, so my big news, and I say big news, this is, okay, check this out. Sometimes, is this the big news, or is this some big news? This is some big news for me, all right? So sometimes I watch YouTubers or, like, listen to people that do recording, and they do this thing where they have to, like, show off all their stuff. And it always makes me angry. But check this out. I live in a house. We had an extra room in the basement. And in the time that we have not been recording... You built a weight room so you can get buff again. I did not build a weight room. I built the opposite of a weight room. I built a game room and a recording room because our microphones were always upstairs in our house. And that was getting to be a hassle. So now the microphones are in our basement. I installed carpet and I built a table. They all look very nice. It's painted. I've played games on my table one time, but it's really cool to play games with my friends at a table that I built. So that's kind of the cool stuff that I did recently. If anyone ever wants to know how to build a table, message Jordan, and then Jordan will ask me, and then I'll tell Jordan, and then Jordan can tell you. Oh, well, that actually puts in a great um, shout-out. We now have an email. It's been on the actual post of the episodes, but if you have any questions, suggestions, or ideas for World, you can email us at worldshoppodcast.com at gmail.com so get on that any other news for you cody i don't really think so i think basically my life is boring and will be forever which is which i I mean i'm okay with but you know yeah no you don't always need excitement um recently in my life because of all the sleep problems i have i did a sleep study on monday so I was hooked up with machines and fell asleep in my own bed, and it was probably the worst night of sleep I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I woke up so many, I woke up at three o'clock until five o'clock, and then finally went back to sleep at five, and then woke up for six so I could get ready for work. Well, actually, no, I didn't wake up until seven. But yeah, it was it was the worst sleep I had. So they're trying to solve problems. Because I experience sleep paralysis, I don't get good nights of sleep, I'm tired all the time, so I'm just finally trying to figure out what's going on. Pretty sure it's probably sleep apnea. It's gonna be great. That sucks. Are you gonna have to get, like, one of those, like, air guns that you cram up your nose and just, like, blast you in the face? Probably. If I have sleep apnea, it's probably gonna be one of those, and I really don't want one of those. Yeah, right? That seems like it would be terrible. Their other thought of what it could be is narcolepsy, which I don't think is true, but that would be kind of fun. Well, narcolepsy, isn't that where you just fall asleep, like, for no reason? That it's excessive tiredness, and, like, you can fall asleep pretty much at the drop of the hat, which isn't 100% true for me, so I don't think it's narcolepsy. Well, I'm glad it's not narcolepsy, but So, still. yeah, this, this was the exciting um, sleep chat with Jordan. Ding, ding! That sucks, though. Yeah, it does. Uh, so, don't do like the sleep study messed me up on sleep for this whole entire week right now. 
That's kind of ironic. I've always wondered about that, though, because I've known other people that have done sleep studies and stuff, and I'm like, how do you know if that's what you actually sleep like? Because you know how when you observe something, it changes the thing you're observing? Yeah, it's the whole measurements principles. Like, when you measure something, you disturb the system, and therefore everything's actually not what it should be. And I get that sometimes that can be negligible, but when it's monitoring your sleep, when you're a person that already has trouble sleeping, I feel like that has to be really distracting, and they would just make oh. it way harder to sleep. Yeah, I had this thing, like, up my nose, and I had straps across my chest in those monitor... How um, would you ever sleep like that? On my chest. I did it. That's exactly what happened. I didn't sleep like that. I feel like they're going to look at the data and be like, Jordan, you didn't sleep at all. Like, yeah, no kidding. There was a thing on my chest going beep, 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 beep every like five seconds. Yeah, no, it was fun because like I told them what time I usually go to bed and they programmed it right around 10 o'clock. It lit up and everything started like working. I was like, oh, oh that's kind of cool. Terrifying, but cool. Right so as I was about to fall asleep, an alarm went off and lights started flashing on my chest. Yeah, it was funny because like I had to like put on my jacket, like zip it all the way up because like I need to go get food, but I can't walk in with all these wires strapped to my chest because someone's gonna freak out and call the police. But um, other than that, before we go into our worlds and stuff, have you been watching anything cool or reading anything cool? So, <laughs> huh. I have been watching Rebels, the the Star Wars show. Okay. It's pretty good. I'm surprised at how good it is. I like that it it builds on some of the stuff that the Clone Wars did because I think Clone Wars is an actual good prequel to the Star Wars trilogy and the movies were terrible, but Clone Wars kind of redeems them. And Rebels so far is like a good bridge between what happened in Clone Wars, the new series, and then Rebels fits nicely in the middle as like a good bridge between those two things. Okay. So I'm really enjoying that. And then the other thing that I just want to I just want to plug is I I like two things a lot. I like horror movies and I like romance. Oh, no. So I've been listening to a lot of romance novels which like can be what kind what kind of romance novels, sir? I mean, okay, so here's here's the issue, right? Not like he swept her up in his arms, not not like that, right? No, see, that's what I want to listen to, right? Like that oh, is my that is my aim, right? Like, and not with any irony, I enjoy stories about people falling in love. Here's the problem. Well, yeah, you love love, it's fine. Right, right. It's not it's not weird. Don't worry about it. Here's the problem though that I've run into. There are two genres of literature that are different. There is erotica. And there is romantic novels, or romance novels. They're not the same thing, but sometimes they get sorted into a category that they do not belong in. Here's the issue. I don't, I don't care. I don't have any problem with erotic novels, right? Whatever. People can enjoy whatever they want. I do have a problem with downloading a romance novel, what I think is a romance novel, and then while at work listening to my supposed romance novel, uh, getting an erotic novel. Oh, no. That is much oh, more awkward no. to listen to at work. <laughs> oh, no. Cody, come on, so, man. So that was uncomfortable for me. 
Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was uncomfortable for everybody. If people knew what you were listening to, everybody would have felt uncomfortable. Well, and I mean, I wasn't there for like all day listening. I got like five minutes in and I was like, this is not what I wanted. Um, But (laughs) it led me to finding a great romance novel, which is called, I believe the first book is called A Study in Scarlet Women. And it's a reimagining of Sherlock Holmes, where Sherlock Holmes' name is Charlotte Holmes. She's a woman, obviously, her name's Charlotte. And she basically pretends to be Sherlock Holmes and is pen pals with a police detective and helps him solve crimes in very roundabout ways. Because at the time, women, it's set in that time period when women were like not considered to be the equals of men. So she's like this brilliant investigator who decides to like become a private detective but can't do it directly so she's she pretends to be sherlock holmes's brother who's like this fictitious character and the friend that helped her do this name is like mrs watson you know so it's like it's it's a fun story and it it make me it was like a good detective story and also had fun romance stuff that i like so that's a great book that everyone should listen to if they're into romance And next episode, I won't ask, so I don't open that can of worms again. I'm joking. You, it sound, it actually does sound pretty interesting, but I am judging you. You're not going to listen to it, are you, Jordan? Get audiobooks. Get um, into audiobooks, When reading, Jordan. I like more of... I, I don't know if it's really fantasy that I like, but I like sci-fi, um, fantasy, and then horror. But of course, the only... People who ever write horror are Stephen King and Dean Koontz, and I'm tired of both of them. So, Man, how can you be tired of Stephen King, though? It's just so good. Because he clearly did a lot of cocaine and pumped out a lot of books. Have you read It? No, I have not read It, but the movie was fantastic. Have you watched the movie yet? I haven't. I have not seen the movie yet, but It feels like it was written by cocaine. It, like, <laughs> not by Stephen King. It really King was. Stephen on King cocaine. was popped up on coke. It feels like it was just written by cocaine. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was. But anyways, on my side, we actually finally watched the Full Metal Alchemist live action, which was surprisingly good. I haven't finished it yet, so no spoilers. It it was fun. Beginning of it, okay. They did a good job of what they were given and how much time they had to do that. Some things were changed. Of course, it's not going to be exactly the same story, but I liked what they did with it. It was not Death Note. It was not Ghost in the Shell. So thank you, God, for giving me a decent movie. Have we talked on microphone about how terrible Death Note was? No, but we could definitely save that for another (sighs) world-building deconstruction episode. It hurts. It hurts because I love Death Note. Yep, same here, buddy. Um, outside of that, we watched Whatever Happened to Monday on Netflix. It was pretty good. Huh, so, I, I'm interested in that one. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. It's a sci-fi dystopian world where the world has basically become overpopulated by people. So they take... Oh, and also, everybody is now having septuplets, like five or six kids at once. So everything's becoming overpopulated. So the government takes these kids and then they say they freeze them for like however long until all the problems get solved. So the main characters are seven sisters who are living together and have not been taken in by the government. They're hiding and pretending to be one person. The seven sisters are named after each day of the week, Monday through Sunday. So it's it's really interesting. It's good. Has its fun action. There's pro- there were some problems with it, but overall I enjoyed it. 
Outside of that, oh, we also watched Princess Mononoke, which I love that movie, and you sh- anybody should watch all the Studio Ghibli movies because they're amazing. It's just always a good decision to watch Princess Mononoke. You yeah, know what I no, mean? the Miyazaki films are amazing. Princess Mononoke is one of my favorites. Spirited Away be, I think, towards the top of that list. You know what was weird? The first time I saw Spirited Away, I hated it. I don't know why. I've watched it since, and I was like, I don't know what I was thinking, man. This movie's great, but for some reason, first time I saw Spirited Away, I was all curmudgeonly about it. Hated it. The first it. time I watched it... Also, I'm doing this just to like help you prepare your notes. But the first time I watched it, I was both confused and weirded out, because it's very weird. But the second time I watched it, I'm like, no, this is a beautiful movie. Like, this hey, man, is just I'm- perfect. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go whenever. I got my notes. I'm ready to go. Uh, we're going to do a little bit more because I have some things I want to say about this world. So last time we did worlds, we did the world where it was a cluster of planets um, all orbiting together. So I did um, world with the beings being the jumpers and they jumped to each world. Cody did Batman world where they oh, um, yeah, 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 Batman. these giant bats. They wear their skins. And they fly from world to world. The week after I that, we did it. the deconstruction of Bright and Altered Carbon. So this week, we are doing a different type of world. We rolled on two episodes, three episodes ago now. And, and we got not the Apex Predator. So, or sorry, not the top of the food chain. So this is a world where whatever being we decided to come up with will not be on the top of our food chain. I actually really like this idea because it's more of a horror movie type genre. It's more the thing where you are not the top of the food chain. Something is hunting you. And I've always liked that type of horror movie, like Alien being one of them. Sigourney Weaver is hot in that movie. Just going to throw that Whoa, out and probably what? cut that later. I'm going to cut that later. No, but anyways, we Alien need to talk great. about that. <laughs> Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver is freaking gorgeous in the first Alien movie. Sigourney Weaver is attractive. She was like the most androgynous character ever. She's beautiful, man. Okay, she did take off her pants at the end. Aside from the part where she took off her pants at the end, basically the whole... Whatever. Jordan, you're weird. I I had... Watching that movie, I had the biggest crush on Sigourney Weaver. She is gorgeous. I thought you were going to say the biggest something else much more vulgar there. Oh, no, 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 no. That is not this podcast, sir. (laughs) I was grossed um, out by you for like two seconds. Okay, but no, um... So, so, but this idea is like seen in movies like Alien, movies like Predator. Obviously, not the Apex Predator, the Predator is. Which I also found out there's an Archie comic, which is Archie versus Predator, and I really okay. Want to pump read your brakes. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Apex Predator in that movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Then also speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's an idea like in Terminator, in the Terminator Salvation movies, where there's something actively hunting out and exterminating humans i really like this idea um part of my world was inspired by the idea of the horror movie type genre and also by the trailer for the movie coming out called a quiet place with the guy from the office and emily blunt that movie looks amazing go and watch the trailer (laughs) that poor guy is never going to be anyone but the guy from the office i love how i know him i don't love how i know emily blunt but yeah that guy from the office whatever have you seen interviews with the the lady that played pam and she like talks about when she introduces people to her husband and they just stare at him and are clearly thinking that's not jim halpert yeah it's it's not that guy from the office okay anyways do you want to roll for initiative or do you just want to go ahead and oh roll for initiative is a cute idea i love that let's do it okay so we're going to roll for initiative whoever gets the higher roll will be the one to start hopefully it is cody 
So I'm going to go ahead oh, and roll. Oh, that's hurtful. What do you get? What you get? You go first, buddy. I got a 17. I got a 17. What? Well, we roll again. Ah, <sighs> oh, crap. What you What'd get? you get? No, I, I went first. This I time. got a 12. I got a 16. I'm going first. Okay, cool. I get to sit down and relax. You do get to sit down and relax while I tell you a story. So I am going to be telling things a little bit out of order this time per our usual list of stuff about the world. But I, I kind of want to like tell the story first just to kind of set the scene. And okay. then I'll kind of dive into what the world is. Does yeah, that make sense? I did that on episode three. You're fine. <laughs> okay, okay. I just, I just wanted to explain what I was doing. No, you're not allowed. Gosh. Ugh. Okay, to set the scene... You are sitting in a, you're sitting around a rocking chair in a worn out peasant's hovel. Oh God, you're right. I am. There's a stone fireplace with the dim light of a fire burning in it. Your grandma's sitting in a worn rocking chair creaking back and forth as she tells you a familiar story. Tale as old was as a- time. Can, can I like tell my story? Okay, I'm sorry. Can I like tell my you, story? I, I'm or sorry. I is you this, rolled initiative. Is this the pod- I'm just being a jerk. I'm so sorry. Okay, can I tell it now? I'm gonna do it in a voice. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Lily was a lovely girl. She never backtalked her parents. She was loved by neighbors and teachers, but she was a curious girl. She always wanted to know what the terrors were that walked in the night. What horrors there were in the ether. She had a friend, a vile little boy, dirty and vulgar. He was ill-behaved, running away from his parents, always spilling things, forgetting his chores. But... Lily found it in her heart to protect this little boy and to befriend him. And she helped him, even though he was despicable. She arches her eyebrows at her grandkids as if to warn them. One day, the little boy took things too far. He had argued with his mother, broken a plate of food, and went out to play before making his bed or cleaning his room. Lily was on her way out to meet him, and she saw it. She saw one of the elder things. Mr. Bags and Bones, he's called. A frightful beast full of sweet malice and righteous rage. The boy was alone in the street, and the monster swept down and blew away with him. This was more than Lily could stand. She traveled for many nights and days into the dangerous wood, trying to track down Mr. Bags and Bones. She came across many dreadful elder beasts. But so sweet she was, and her manners so good, and so well behaved, all let her pass, until she reached the castle of Mr. Bag and Bones. When she entered, she pleaded with the horrifying beast, pleaded to let her friend go, swore he would be good, promised he would never do it again. 
Finally, with a grin, Mr. Bags and Bones agreed to let her friend go so long as she took his place. With tears in her eyes, she agreed, and her friend was set free. That night, she slept fitfully, crying and missing her parents. The next day, the little boy was back, for he had defied his parents again, had behaved illy again. And idiot. both of them were trapped. What a freaking moron. The like, gods are real, children. Who else punishes the wicked? Who else feeds on those that harm others? What else prowls in the night for foul-mouthed children? That is why us of the cult of the Deep Ones are here to teach you the fear needed. The fear needed to live. The world might be growing. We can make lights when we want. Motor coaches can go as fast as they want. Those that wait, though, are faster. The creeping, snarling things will always find their prey. Never forget my words, children. Be good. Listen to your parents. Don't go out at night. Stay in and say your prayers. Pray that none of the elder things call your name. Okay, so really quick, I am going to say something that could potentially be insulting, but the way the story was told reminds me a lot of The Village. Oh, um, I mean, it's not dissimilar. I'm not, I actually like The Village. I like it. Okay, that's why I said potentially. You're not not hurting my feelings. Insulting. But yeah, no, it reminds me a lot of The Village. So, I mean, you're going to get to it, but are these creatures, Mr. Bag and Bones, are these things actually real or is this just told to keep people in check okay so (laughs) okay so the idea of this world is basically that a lot of kind of um eastern european style folklore what if it was true so there are eldritch creatures that prey on humanity and seem to prey specifically on the wicked gremlins and boogeymen and where things all of these creatures exist and prey on humanity um particularly on like the vile generally these stories that you hear revolve around misbehaving children so in this world that's true misbehaving children actually go missing it's like a real concern this world is very small it's like an island that is surrounded by like brackish and vile water okay It's rumored that there are much worse things out in the water, so generally people don't travel into it. But the island itself is probably like the size of Texas. Hmm. So, you know, largish but not huge. The whole world is basically explored at this point. The weather is generally kind of rainy and damp, but there aren't really seasons that change. The night sky is kind of preferable to the daylight in a lot of ways. At night... You can just see the shadows of giant tendrils pulling across the ether of this world. Massive, nightmarish creatures that swirl above the small contained bubble that is this... World isn't the right word because it's not round, but uh, this little spit of land that people live on. Um, During the day, however, the people there can just see the beasts that live in the sky that could at a moment's notice sweep down and like destroy an entire city. Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. Like 
this is kind of like in the Lovecraftian time, but there was, before people knew what outer space was, a lot of fiction depicted giant monsters that looked like big squid-looking things that would travel in the ether, which was what people thought space was before they realized it was nothing, right? Yeah. So, originally, people thought you could fly in space and that there were creatures that did. That was like a common thing. In this world, those things are real. And they don't necessarily hate humanity but will occasionally basically just like fly down and eat a city to survive so there are actually like giant eldritch creatures that within known history just like swoop down and destroy crap because they that's what they eat it's Um, just simply because they can why do you do this i yeah yes um okay as far as the like landscape of this little bit of land it's a very dense dark forest um, of course it is. People have begun um, building up like small cities and discovering some technology, but for the most part, it's still like every pocket of humanity feels very isolated and fears going out deep into the forest. Okay. Um, but other than that, pretty unremarkable. There are normal animals that you'd expect to see with humanity, you know, whatever, cows and pigs and chickens and birds. But then there are also kind of these lesser eldritch creatures. You have your werewolves and your vampires, witches and all manner of night creatures that seem to be descended from the same line of beast that is seen above and more directly prey on humanity. So anytime people travel into the forest, it is always fearfully and understanding that they might be waylaid by these vicious creatures at any point. Oh, I was going to say, so this is just like... Pretty much grim fairy tales and pretty much every Lovecraft story just made true in this world. Like, these creatures that we hear fables of are real. Right. Now, here is what I would imagine that means. And this is what I touched on with that old lady that said she is in the cult of the Elder Things, I believe is what it was called. Hang on. Let me check back through my notes. The cult of the Deep Ones, right? Yes. So, because of the semi-moralistic but almost more random nature of these creatures that prey on humanity um that is to say a witch is going to eat so many kids yes maybe she favors ill-behaved kids but a witch is going to eat so many kids you know what i mean so many hansels and gretels go missing constantly and the result of this is a very paranoid society so that story that i told at the beginning is a fable that they tell the children And the point of it is basically to say, don't help your neighbor, because that's how you end up getting on the radar of monsters. So this little girl was a perfect little girl. She was nice to everybody. She had a giving heart. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter because she just existed in the presence of one of these elder things. And that crushed her. So this is a society that does not help its neighbors, that is not very giving because there is constantly the risk of if you help someone who is like down on their luck or who might ever interact with an elder thing that that will then affiliate you with them so it's a very paranoid society and religions are extremely important so the cult that the grandma's a part of is like kind of reverent of these monsters that prey on humanity okay she sees them as having justice. As long as you're a good person, they don't mess with you. Um, but then that also means that it's these are malicious creatures that she's worshiping in the hope that they don't hurt her. So, yeah, it's, so it's a reverence, but 
not a outright like oh these things are holy let's worship and let's sing praises it's just more of a let's not get eaten by this type of thing i would say in the the eyes of this cult it is reverent they think that they are doing like divine justice okay um it's just in this world divine justice is very vicious so divine justice could be anywhere between killing a criminal and killing just a naughty kid Naughty kids are criminals. Oh, Naughty kids are criminals in this world. Okay. They're, they're bad people. All right? And they're bad people because they get their friends eaten by monsters too. So make your bed. This then means that children are raised extremely rigidly and then are generally brought up to raise their kids extremely rigidly. So this is just a cycle of abuse just going around and around. It's it's not a fun place to be. It's no, not a fun no. place to be. I, I came up with a very miserable and paranoid world. I just imagine the skies as always being gray and dingy. Well, n- no, the skies are clear and you can see giant nightmarish tentacle monsters up there just flying oh, through the ether. Gosh. And every like hundred and fifty years they eat a city. <laughs> it's like a random roll of the dice. Are we going to be the city that gets eaten? Who knows? Well, and that's the thing though, right? Is Oh, well, you know, you heard what happened to this city. They got eaten. We better do everything by oh, the okay. book. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So even though... All your best behavior or you're the next to go. Or you're the next city that gets eaten. And it's not, oh, you know, 2,000 years ago this happened. It is... There's still a crater from it. There's still almost people that remember it. You know, our, like, grandparents remember this happening. Jeez. Um, so it's that level of paranoia all the time because they are constantly under threat from these giant terrible monsters so there are gods in religion but they're very paranoid and they revolve around these eldritch creatures that are very real in their world okay the population's basically distributed into isolated cities and villages that do communicate with each other but not very much and they do not trust each other because they kind of always see those cities as like the sinful ones that were better than because that makes people feel safe when they consider the city the next one over to be the one that's going to get eaten by the Eldritch Gods next. I'm just waiting for the, like, Sodom and Gomorrah city where it's like, no, we're just bad because we can't. And they haven't been eaten for, like, hundreds of thousands of years. Like, yeah, look at (laughs) us. You guys suck and your rules and your laws. We have none. And then as far as technology goes, it's been very recent that they have begun to industrialize and discover electricity. There are some people that hopes this means that they may be able to, like, fight and stand against those eldritch beasts that most often plague their lands but people that are devout in the cults that worship them believe this is impossible um the the grandma was not impressed by motorized coaches and lights she sees them as almost an affront and is probably convinced that when these eldritch things do finally come back they're going to eat the city with the most lights (laughs) oh wow look at all these funny colors let's just devour that it probably (laughs) tastes better and then as far as how the history of this world goes um most history revolves around well-known figures so there are always where monsters and where creatures that are there to turn into wolves and eat your kids but then there are also these like well-known characters that you kind of hope you never see that are maybe mythological and maybe not so, so like this Eldritch thing called Mr. Bag and Bones, he may or may not exist, right? It might have just been a werewolf that grabbed the kid and ran off. But occasionally, these kinds of 
almost like rock stars do show up. And when they do, it usually means that something horrible is going to happen. They are kind of seen as like the vague threat of a horrible curse, oh, if that makes sense. Mr. Bag of Bones is real. Run! Yeah, right? So everyone knows you might get eaten by a witch, but when you start talking about Mr. Bag and Bones, it, it means things are getting real. It means you've done something bad. Your parents are really trying to scare you. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a bunch of them. That's just the one that I made up a story for. Because I enjoyed the imagery of a guy who has like bones rattling off of him and like big bags that he stuffs kids into yeah no i, I actually really like that idea of what you went for it's very horror movie and i really really like that kind of that just guttural creepiness that horror movies kind of get to yeah and that's kind of what i wanted this to be is in my imagination if humans were under constant threat i think that would make them extremely paranoid and i think that there's a tendency when people feel threatened to try to almost buddy up to that thing that is threatening them okay which is why in this world religion's such a big deal and being proper is such a big deal because even though it probably doesn't help it makes the people of this world feel safe yeah because they are so not there's a ton of mythology around these things that are basically just constant random killings from these monsters but it makes people feel better to think oh you know if our kids make their beds they won't be the ones that get plucked out of the crowd you know yes but anyways that's my world i feel like it was pretty short but you know i mean we talked a bunch at the beginning my world is also decently short um but yeah no i really liked your world i like just like I said, I like that creepiness and kind of unsettledness of, oh, we live in this world. These monsters are real. So there is a chance in your lifetime you will see someone get dragged off by a monster if you are not good. You have to follow within these laws. It really, truly does remind me of the village, just actually more so creepy because it can be any type of monsters. You got Tentacle Man flying in the sky. Cthulhu could possibly be an actual <laughs> thing. So I... I love that. Oh, that's why you don't go near the ocean, man. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, don't what, even go near it. Is there something up with you in water? Did something happen to you in water? Because I noticed you have a lot of, like, brackish waters or in-the-depths things, anglerfish and things like that. Is there something up with you in water? Have we not talked about we, this? That, like, I have, like, but two phobias, and one of them is snakes and spiders, and the other one... Well, not so much spiders. I'm irrationally afraid of snakes Whoa, and you're sea You're monsters. afraid of snakes? Is that why you keep making fun of me? I mean, partially. I'm not, like, afraid of snakes to the point that, like, I can't talk about them, but I... But if you saw a okay, snake, you'd out. be like, nope. Okay, no, I can tell you about the time that I saw a snake, and it's not it's not a good story for making Cody look cool. Um, I was mowing a lawn oh God. on a riding lawnmower. I live in Indiana. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to say where I live, but I live in Indiana. There are no poisonous snakes in Indiana. I know that. I was mowing a lawn, and I saw a snake that I know... It's a gardener snake. Oh, yeah. They are, they're cute. They're not poisonous. I was on a riding lawnmower. I don't even think they bite I could have often. run it over. I literally sprinted off of the mower while it was running. Okay. I saw a snake slither in front of the mower, and I ran away. Was the mower from still running? running? Yes. I ran. <laughs> I ran and screamed. <laughs> I do not like, like snakes. Like, you jumped off the mower was, and ran. I jumped off the mower and ran, and the mower makes no sense going. because, well, it didn't keep going. It stopped eventually, but I mean, it, it had momentum, and I jumped off of a moving lawnmower, which is stupid. It's super but dangerous. I was afraid and of I'm that snake. Oh my god, Cody! 
Okay, so yeah, you know what? I'll just go ahead and tell my embarrassing story. So you don't like snakes? Mine is spiders. Everybody knows this. I am not good with spiders. I freak out with spiders. So there was one month where I saw like a spider web in my car. And of course that freaked me out. Like, you know, seeing spider web. It started, it was on the mirror, but then later I saw like cobwebs in my windshield i'm like okay well hopefully i can like outlive this thing and it goes somewhere and dies because there's no bugs or anything for a spider to eat so i'm driving back from my girlfriend's house she lives further away not gonna i am unlike you and not gonna say where my girlfriend lives but i'm driving back i'm on the free the freeway going pretty fast um but where where was i <laughs> You saw a spider, you were going Okay, fast. so yeah, sorry, minor difficulties, but anyways, I was driving, and I looked down, I saw something move, I was like, whatever, and then I looked down, and I see a spider crawling on my arm. I I flipped out, like, my first thought was to open the door and get out, but it's like, oh, hey, I'm going 70, I will definitely die. My second thought, like, I, like, hard swerved into the next lane, luckily no one's around me, it's like, flicking the spider off the door, and then, like, finally pulled to a stop, got on my car, it's like brushed off looking around making sure the thing is gone it's like oh my god it's like still freaking out but yeah no that full speed driving i probably could have died because of this stupid little spider you know i get it man everybody has something they're afraid of yours is snakes and brackish yeah, waters the, and mine is well and then yeah the the other one for me is sea monsters i really don't like whales and i really don't like squids. you don't like English. and i would never swim near a whale you don't like huh? anglerfish either. I don't like things that live down there, man. Like really deep, deep animals. Well, mm-mm, mm-mm. They're gross, and I do not like them. The thing that I saw recently that actually kind of creeped me out about anglerfish is that, like, I've always thought of them being, like, pretty much football size, but apparently they can be up to, like, seven foot or longer. They're gigantic. Yeah, they're they they're apparently be huge. huge. And I did not know that. I always thought they were, like, small football size fish. Yeah, no, they're nightmares. Yeah, no. I don't understand why and anyone likes anything about speaking them. Speaking of nightmares, we're going to get into my world pretty soon. Sorry, we got to. This is going to be a different episode. Anyways, so I kind of, like I said, was inspired by more of the horror movie idea of being chased down and hunted by things. So that's kind of where I went with this world. So here I go. You are shaken awake suddenly. Startled, you look around, realizing that the sun is beginning to set, meaning that it is time to start moving again. Your group is small, but traveling with larger numbers is too risky. The stalkers are attracted to loud noises and strong smells. Limiting the number of people in your group limits those factors. You take whatever weapons, lights, and supplies you can carry and exit the forest, getting as far out into the open as you can before the stalkers are active again. Open areas are more manageable because you can easily see the stalkers coming. It is time to be on your guard for yet another long night. Okay. Years ago, a team of exploration scientists were forming a way to travel to new worlds in an instant. They created a small portal system that could connect to other planets, but they wanted to go even further. They created an even bigger portal system and prepared to send large space-ready vessels through it. The goal was to jump to the far reaches of the galaxy in order to explore further than was ever explored before. But this went terribly wrong. When the portal opened for its first test, a large wave of energy came through. It is said that this wave of energy is what started the mutation and derangement in the animals across the world. Since then, predatory animals became stronger and more aggressive, destroying their natural food sources and coming into cities to attack humans. But this took a very long time to set in. 
After analyzing the first wave, the scientists deemed it as harmless and prepared to send ships through the portal. But instead, a second wave came through, shutting off the power all around the globe. All forms of communication and travel were completely shut off. Power plants were shut down, but battery-powered objects and electronics that don't need to be connected to anything to work still function. They lost all satellites orbiting and radio towers stopped working, ending worldwide communication. The mad rush to find a way to turn the power back on began, but little did they know the portal was still open, allowing the stalkers to come through. Without being there, there is no way to know what truly happened, but it is said that the shadows slaughtered every living being around the area and continually used the portal to bring their kind through. So that is the setup for my world. I, l- I was not expecting it to go straight to aliens, like, right away. Oh, yeah, no. Well, not exactly aliens, oh. but, you know. They're not exactly aliens. They are the stalkers. So these stalkers are shadow beings from another dimension. They did not succeed in traveling to different planets. They actually entered a completely different dimension. These stalkers, they look like skeletal shadowy figures, and they can take the shape ranging from humanoid to quadruped animals. They have um, zero mass and are active only at night or through shadows. So they can exist in dark areas such as tunnels or enclosed rooms with no light, but they are significantly weaker during the day, making the ones that you come across during like the daily travels um, easy to drive off or even killable because the sun burns them. Mostly during the day, they go into hiding and only come out at night. So during the day, they're a lot weaker, but they do sometimes, if they have the opportunity to feast on a human or other living creature, they will come out, grab that thing, and then come back into their dark shadowy places to kill human they suck out their entire life force completely leaving them pretty much like a dry mummified corpse you gave me a look and i love that what's up oh no i just said gross oh yeah that's gross i don't like getting mummy kissed it's like the kiss of it's like the dementors kiss pretty much yeah harry potter again (laughs) hey i like harry potter i'm not judging (laughs) good don't judge these stalkers, they're very smart, and they actively hunt humans during the night. Um, when they first entered this world, they flooded cities and largely populated areas during the night, killing mostly any le- living being they could find. This caused the humans to take what they could and flee the area. It didn't take long for the people to realize that the stalkers only hunt at night, so they were able to go back into the cities and scavenge in order to survive the new world. They fled out, but it's like, oh, these things are only killing us during the day. So they, during the day, they go back to the cities, grab what they need, and they get out. These stalkers, well, um, I guess the best way to say it is they stalk largely populated areas. So they stalk. And making it very hard for humans to gather in groups or cities, society major doesn't exist. Instead, humans, they travel in small packs or groups ranging from two people to ten. The largest seen group was 20. More people and groups attract stalkers. So humans travel and explore during the days and then they defend themselves at night. They need teams to survive, so some explore during the day and defend while others sleep and then they switch off. They kind of, they have a system for that. Um, they have limited themselves to a few hours of sleep so they can make most out of the day. And you kind of get that from my own sleep problems. <laughs> it's really inspired by real yeah, life. Yeah, no, this, this is based on a true story. <laughs> Jordan has to sleep in shifts so the monsters don't But get really, it. with the sleep paralysis and night terrors that I have, it's basically like that. 
<laughs> Woo! I'm weird. Do you just like see shadow monsters? Like you're just like sitting there alone, like uh, oh my god. Not like actively, but like sometimes when I have like a sleep paralysis dreams, like I'll wake up and it will like kind of see like a shadowy thing standing in my room. So I don't I don't mean to like make light of the fact that you have like a real problem know, that you're fine. dealing with, but this I like is talking so- about it. This is something that I actually get really freaked out by is sleeping alone <laughs> because so when I was growing up, I, I had siblings and I lived, you know, in a house yep. with my parents. So there were usually growing up, there were people awake later than me. And that made me feel very comfortable. And then when I moved out, I moved into a dorm. Yep. And so there were constantly people awake and that made me feel very comfortable. And then after I moved out of the dorm, I moved into a fraternity house where there were constantly people awake. And then after that, I moved in with my brother and sister-in-law and her sister. So constantly people awake. And then and then I got married. Okay, I get it. With my you wife. have a lot of people in your life. I'm lonely. I get it. I get it. Well, what I'm saying is the times that I have to sleep alone, I freaking hate it. Oh. I like hear everything. I, I feel like there's constantly like I'm always like I hear a door yep. opening. I know I hear a yep. door opening. I am positive I hear a door. Oh, it was the worst because I found out the hard way that my front like little window screen door doesn't latch all the way. So at night I would hear like the creaking sound of a door opening and would (laughs) flip out. But when I first moved out on my own, I had a lot of like home invasion dreams or a lot of people breaking down the door dreams and coming in. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much so obvious that you're definitely going to die. It's just that fear of being alone and that fear that there is something out in the world that can definitely kill you. And segue back into my world, that's what this world is, that you are not safe in groups. You're not safe out alone. Like these stalkers at night, they are going to hunt you and they are going to kill you. So like... You need to be active during the night, sleep as much as you can um, Yeah, in the dawn and during the day, and then explore, get as far away from the area you previously were, because the stalkers will kind of stalk around that area and come back to it at night. So, back to my story, well, back to my world, we're almost done, actually. So, humans, they go back to formula formerly populated areas to scavenge and get material so they can survive. Um, weapons they use to fend off the shadows are all light-based. So, for example, we got using flashlights, like the hand crank ones that you can keep charging. They learned how to make those. We get torches. We get fire arrows. We um, get machines that they've made, like, using flashes from cameras. But also, because I did took this as humans are not the top of the food chain, but they are the very bottom of the food chain. So predatory animals have been allowed to strive without hindrance so they have become more aggressive hunting humans as well as their own prey these predatory animals they are also killed and eaten by stalkers you also have to watch out because sometimes you might see a panther who will come by and mess you up i think panthers would mess me up now panthers like you can live in a society where there's panthers and panthers won't always actively come and kill you that's not like tigers tigers will actively come and mess you up we have lived in this society wait hang on Hang on, I think I have to be scared of something now. You mean to tell me that tigers like roam into cities and just start in, killing people? In my people? world, yes, but now not so much. <laughs> but they can, and because t- t- dude, I have lots of fun, like cool tiger stories and things that I've heard and read. Anyway, I love tigers. I, I love <laughs> like tigers are like my favorite mammal. They're they're amazing. 
But <laughs> do you just like mammals that kill people? No, I'm confused dude, ti- now. You're a monster. Tigers are the perfect, like, just... Anyway, sorry, I'm not going to get into another... Because you're not going to make fun of me for liking another animal. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to make fun of you for liking tigers. So the predatory animals, they will go out and, like, hunt down humans as well. They hunt their own prey like deer blah blah blah, whatever but they also will chase after humans you see tiger the tiger's coming after you the humans have to be very careful during the day of these other animals but it's not like the stalkers because we still got guns we can still shoot a tiger (laughs) but you can't shoot these shadow monsters those bullets pass right through them like i said we have to use light based weapons fire arrows torches things like that but (laughs) you're getting me off on tangents this is supposed to be a short world, Cody. <laughs> the stalkers, they seek humans because it provides more sustenance. Sustenance? Yes, I think I said that right. Um, some believe this is due to the humans being sentient and having souls. There's no proven factor to why the stalkers are hunt- actively hunt- hunting humans. Anyways, the humans use regular weapons, like I said, to defend against regular animals, but light against Um, So it has been 20 years since the waves and the arrival of the stalkers, so most populated areas are overgrown with wildlife. Wildlife has grown immensely since humans were nearly wiped out, but this makes it easy for humans to find fruits and vegetables and other materials that they can use for shelters. Society minor since major doesn't exist. Most people, they travel in small groups, and when they get together, they trade items, but they never stay together too long. So you could be walking around and then see another group of people, you'll like kind of meet up, but then as a thing, you have to split and go two separate ways. Humans, they travel to explore, sometimes using animals such as horses for transportation. There are no cities and towns because stalkers are attracted to those areas. People stay away from each other for the most part, The humans in this world are constantly traveling from place to place and they are never staying in the same place because they fear the stalkers will find them. But there are small communities that pop up sometimes. So people, they will leave markers in random places telling of a longitude and latitude to meet up and will leave down code for the days that everyone can meet. Then during the day, everyone will meet in these areas for a few hours, trade supplies, food, talks, tell stories, give advice, do medical checkups and whatnot. But after those few hours, everyone scatters to go their own separate ways until the next time they come across these markers. So these meetings are never held in the same place, but they do happen often. So like you'll be walking, come across, like maybe you'll see like an X on a tree with like numbers of longitudes and latitudes. And then you'll come across another one saying dates. And then you know where to meet up and when. I like it. So that is my world. And now is Dory. See? A little shorter this time. Not so Oh, oh I thought I thought the beginning part was your story. Yeah, okay, I know. Sorry. The beginning part was my story. But I kind of, because like I said, I really like the horror genre. So I kind of made another story. So No, you're good. You're good. My I'm whole listening. thing I'm, is I'm this world is mainly about surviving. You've heard rumors of a settlement offshore that has become a safe haven based on the belief that the stalkers cannot survive out on the sea. So your team headed that way. When you arrived on the beach, you find the wreckage of a small fishing boat along with a man sunburned and bruised and bloody. You stay with the man as you believe these will be his last words. 
He tells you how he used to live on a settlement far out in the sea that was created on top of the remnants of an old oil rig. They thought they were safe because they had lit the whole place up with special lights and alarm systems using natural energy of the water around them. But they had become complacent over the years, eventually letting their guards down. It started out simple, with food and supplies disappearing, only to be found tossed off the side of the rig. This led to them believing there was a traitor and casting pe people out due to the distrust. Then, their camera system started to malfunction. After that, people started finding bruises and small cuts on their skin. They started waking up in weird places not remembering the events from before. That's when the stalker struck. After years, the struck swift and strong, shutting off the power and sucking the life out of every being. But the man was able to escape, leaving his people behind. The stalkers, they followed him and they destroyed his fishing boat. And now here he lies on the beach within inches of his life. So this shows you that there is really no place to truly hide and create a community away from the stalkers. There are only temporary solutions. It's like these stalkers are both very intelligent and very, very patient. With this story, they waited for years before they struck. They let the people think that everything was fine. Oh, hey, we're in a safe haven. No one's going to come for us. And then they decided, we're going to play with these humans. So they started, you know, taking the supplies, tossing them off the side of the boat. They started leaving marks on the humans they started destroying the camera systems and then when people were just just filled with fear they finally struck and then they just tore that place apart the man in the story he was able to get away for a bit but they followed him because you know stalkers can live anywhere as long as it's night time they destroyed his fishing boat at night and they left him on that shore to die so they're in this so, world i kind of like just i created a truly bleak world because there is no true salvation. You cannot save yourself. You just have to keep waking up each day and moving. You can't stay for too long because you will die. And I honestly, I kind of love this idea as I was making it. But that is well, and my I think world. it really, I think it touches on something really essential about humanity, which is community. Yes, this is sort of a fun conversation that I've had with my brother a lot recently. That it's kind of. I don't, I don't know if it, the right word is sad or disturbing or maybe misused the the idea of everyone being like introverted or antisocial almost as a positive now. Um, <laughs> yep. That has become kind of the standard thing that people tend to say about themselves, especially younger people. Yep. And how kind of I, I think sad is the right word because I think people flourish when they have community. And when they have people around them that they feel comfortable and help themselves, you know, it kind of works when people are a community and help each other and function as a group. That's a lot of what made us develop into being, you know, hey, the top of our food chain, right? Yeah. So I think that when your world takes that away from people or even or when they do finally find it in the world it gets taken away you know that brief glimmer of having a community where you can kind of feel safe is something very essential about humanity so the loss of it is horrifying you know what i mean yeah cuz we have these communities and like it's something that is so natural now that when you take it away like humanity won't really know what to do with it and that's kind of what i was looking for when creating this world it's like how can I make it so that humans won't even have a chance at being the apex predator? 
what can I do? Let's take away electricity was the first thing that I thought of doing. It's like, because we live in this world, electricity is normal. Having it is great. But like you see in the news, when power is cut out, everything goes into chaos. And yeah, so I mean, that's, that's the first thing I took is the comfort of electricity, comfort of having this power, this light during the night that we have, the comfort of being able to communicate long distances. Because that's another thing I took out. All satellites and radio towers were cut out. So we cannot Skype. We cannot call nothing. The only community <laughs> that we can create is the community of literally seeing humans off in the distance and walking towards and be like, hey, hold on. What's up? That's the only thing yeah. you kind of can have. And so I just made a just isolated world that the chance of being in the apex predator is completely taken away because the things that we have come to love and have are gone. And I just, that was the idea to me, because I thought of this as more of a horror story world. To me, I thought that is the scariest thing is not being able well, that makes to interact sense with another person. And I, and I like that there were people that tried to figure out ways to do it, even though it was dangerous or couldn't work consistently, you know, like the leaving longitude and latitude on trees is kind of a cool way that people try to work around that limitation, mm -hmm. but it, it feels very impersonal and sad when that's the only way you can have a neighbor is leave a place to meet once and then never talk again. See, but then also another thing that I'm thinking of now, like we have this whole, oh yeah, I'm antisocial. I just like nature, but how freaking peaceful would this world be? It's just you and like maybe three other friends just kind of exploring walking just enjoying your time maybe you've rigged up a horse and buggy maybe you just ride horses throughout but it's just you guys yeah until you like get an infection and then your whole arm yeah and then you off. like meet in the forest they help you out medically and everything's fine it doesn't matter that i'm plugging another podcast whatever because we're as small potatoes as you can be but i listen to this podcast called the dollop and i recently listened to one about people that you know, like, went on Antarctic adventures before there was technology that keeps you from dying in the cold. And, I mean, it's a nightmare, dude. 200 years ago sucked. Okay. Man, 50 years ago sucked. <laughs> Screw the past. Yeah, it's no, really. Awful. Screw the past. We're living in the best times we could, even though everything else was messed up. I mean, dude, it was, man, it's, it's medical really crap, stuff, even dude. from 100 years ago, medicine was garbage. It was so bad. Oh, jeez. Like, there were times hmm? we had presidents that were just prescribed mercury for everything. It's terrifying. Right. But anyways. But yeah, no, that world, this world, it takes you back to those days. It takes you back to, oh, crap, there's nothing. Like, we go in. Actually, even on a medicine standpoint, you can go in and collect the medicine that still exists. But pretty much you have the wilderness and maybe, like, old hospitals to go back to and make this medicine. But you're pretty screwed. Yep, yep. I liked your world, though. I think it was very interesting. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of a monster that makes community impossible. Yeah. And I also, I really liked your world because I like those old-timey horrors, especially where it's like, oh, hey, we live in this society where you have to be proper in order to not get eaten by these monsters. So I really, I like the ideas you presented. And I just, this was a really good topic to have on the list. We, I like You the, have I a like couple of topics like on the list one. that are just really just, strong i think this was one of the better ones that we've had so far all right well you ready you ready to you ready to roll yeah you gotta roll for me buddy because i can't here? find my die yeah right all right give me give me two seconds uh, don't mess this up all right. don't mess this up 
here we go. Roll chart. What What are you hoping for this time? I'm still hoping for magic and science. Always hoping for magic and science, buddy. <laughs> Did you add something to the chart that says volcanoes for days? No, that's volcanoes for days was you. I did not yes. write Volcanoes, <laughs> volcanoes for, days. for Days. was you, man. So is It's apoc- Apocalypsing right now. That is also you. It's Apocalypsing right now was something I would say. Like, I did not do Volcanoes for Days, man. <laughs> Come on. Well, I crit failed. Oh, gosh. No. <sighs> I that, that was my first world, right? No, it wasn't. Jordan. We need to make a world with at least three sentient races. Oh, my God. This is... You quit... Oh, my gosh. You got a nat 20 on your first roll and a crit fail on your second roll. You're no longer allowed to roll. You are... On the, yeah, this is a crit fail for me, man. You, I don't want to do this one. This is going to suck. Okay. It means I have to do a lot more work. Okay. Oh, so, man. to wrap up this show, our two worlds were pretty fun. Next week is going to be... <sighs> nat 1... At least three sentient races. That deserves to be. That deserves to be a. Crit oh yeah, fail. no, I've like kind of when numbering them, I put the ones that are a little bit harder to do is kind of crappy towards the top. But you know, oh well. So next week we're gonna do at least three sentient races, and <laughs> we're gonna see where we can go from there. This is gonna be fun. I kind of almost did that on my first world when I had mole people. Desert people and dark city people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can try it again, and I'm going to have a second shot at it, and it's not going to be super convoluted. I believe in myself. I mean, I'm excited. Okay, man. I'm ready. I'm so, ready. We're going to call it. It was fun. I enjoy doing this with you. We'll see you all next week. Oh, wait. No, uh, first, I mean, I say this in the comments, but first, um, Cody does another podcast on his Wandering Gamer Network. He started Crystal Heart. Yeah. He can talk for himself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's fine. So, yeah, the Wandering Gamer Network is an actual play um, RPG podcast. So, right now, we are playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. And we are also playing Crystal Heart, which is based on a webcomic. Uh, both of them are really great. You should check them out. Crystal Heart's relatively new. Back further in our log of episodes there's also a campaign of city of mist uh, which i also ran and oh and then there's a couple called at a glance where we found rpgs that were like fresh on kickstarter tried those out played just kind of one session but whatever kind of rpg stuff you're looking for you'll probably be able to find it there so yeah check out the wandering gamer network okay yeah check it out you can find me not so active on Twitch at something, I guess, zero, zero, where eventually I will be starting Nino Kuni 2. You're going to be starting what? Nino Kuni 2. What's Nino Kuni 2? It's a JRPG that I'm almost ashamed that I love. What? Why are you ashamed Because that you it's love most it, definitely a kid's game. <laughs> well, it's actually Nino Kuni and Nino Kuni 2 are in. Well, the first one was. A direct partnership with Miyazaki and the studio Ghibli, or Ghibli as I call it. Um, and Nino Kuni 2 is in- directly inspired by the um, Miyazaki films. So a lot of the art style is the same, the themes are the same. Um, apparently, this time around, it's going to be a more anti war message about like two war- warring worlds. So I'm very excited to see where they go with the game because I just love Miyazaki's art and his, his kind of fantasy. Which is really depressing because we should have definitely talked about Miyazaki on the fantasy episode. 
we'll have another chance. Someday. Oh shoot, we didn't for some reason. That makes oh, no sense. Oh, we're gonna definitely have just a Miyazaki episode where we deconstruct the world building of Miyazaki films. What is this? Just for PlayStation? 4? Yeah, it's just it's on PC and it's um, for PlayStation Barf. Four. Oh, it's on PC. Yeah. Okay, so I could play. Yeah, this you should definitely too. check it out. It's JRPG though. It's always gonna be weird, but I'm gonna be hopefully starting that soon on stream. By the time. This episode comes out, it will probably I probably would have started and failed and got depressed, but whatever. Anyways, it's been a fun week. We'll see y'all next time. Have have a good time. Bye. Bye.